Are you thinking about getting a plant but worried you don't have the skill set? Well, let's talk about a second option, kids. I I feel like there's some steps to be taken. Like it's just it's it's a really rapid escalation from like I'm nervous about plants. I'm going to reproduce. Like I just Oh man, that is definitely that's definitely going to be the intro to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Welcome to ADSP, the podcast episode twenty nine, recorded on June fifth, two thousand twenty one. My name is Connor, and today with my co host Bryce, we have on two guests, Chandler Carruth and Patricia Oss, and in this first episode of our multi-episode series with them, we focus on Chandler's career path leading up to Google. Due to the hectic start of this episode recording, we did not actually get Chandler and Patricia to introduce themselves, so I am briefly going to do that before we hop into things. Chandler Carruth leads the C++ Clang and LLVM teams at Google and has for many years been an active member of the LLVM and Clang open source communities. Patricia Oss is a C++ programmer with a thing for building browsers. She works for a company that she co-founded called TurtleSec, where she teaches courses in secure coding and C++ and does consulting and contracting, and over the years has been involved in building the Opera and Vivaldi browsers. So with that said, let's hop into things. You're right. So, so people make fun of this because, like, only in California do you like solve working from home and like not having a good office space by working outside all <laughs> like, year. It's like it's like it, all year long. <laughs> Yeah, you, you cannot do that in Toronto. You cannot do that. Yeah, easy easy flex, Chandler, easy flex. <laughs> We've got great weather here, and it's going to last for approximately two months. Um, I've been to Toronto. I, I question the claim that Toronto has great weather at any point during the year. That's not true. It is phenomenally gorgeous out right now. Uh, yeah, same here. The weather is absolutely fabulous right now. Just teasing us because like vacation is still a month out. And so by the time we get to like July, which is like where we most Norwegians do their vacations, it's going to be raining all of July. So it's <laughs> Yep. That is like the 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 thing that you take uh for granted the most in California is that like you can just rely on it not raining for a large chunk of the year. <laughs> Like the 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 sum total of problems they have with my outdoor desk, and I have to have a big plastic. Actually, I have a like 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 I have an enormous. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna. You can, you can cut this out of the podcast if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna make. Fun I don't of, think you understand the nature of the podcast. This is gold. <laughs> Keep going. I'm gonna make fun of of like men and dudes for a bit because I gotta. Um, like I have a big like like man grill cover. Because it's like, like 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 a grill that's so large, like you cannot physically operate all of it at a single point in time, like and if, like I don't know why like oh my God. there's some dudes that seem to like feel that if the grill isn't kind of excessively large, it's just, it's just I, I'm sorry it's just I'm sorry okay. Chandler, but I have to come visit you like whenever like we come out of this pandemic. I want to see this yard. You need to make me something on this grill. No, I don't have the grill. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. I have like a, a reasonably sized grill. You just 
cause like I don't I don't feel the need to compensate. Okay, <laughs> but, but so I have a reasonably sized grill, but I needed something to cover my outdoor desk. Oh my gosh! And like if you've got a desk with like a tall monitor on it, it's 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 kind of shaped like a grill, but just a really freaking large grill. <laughs> And so I got an enormous grill cover. I had to special order it, I think, from China or somewhere. I couldn't even order it on Amazon. It was very sketchy how, how this arrived. But, like, this enormous grill cover. And it's hilarious because the only reason I need it, like, like there's, I'm in California. There's no rain. Like, like, there's no weather at all. I need it because of pollen. Oh. <laughs> you got pollen. It has a layer of pollen on it. It's, like, slightly yellow grill cover because of all of the pollen. Pollen. It's just absurd. <laughs> and so, you know, like this is this is what I need for for my my you know California experience is anti uh, is my allergy medicine. This is gold. <laughs> this is going to be like our best podcast ever. This is the the Chandler Carruth you did not know that you needed to know, but now you know him. Uh, no, you I don't know. know. <laughs> I think it's got, I think it's got to compete with uh, it's going to compete with Sean Parent talking about oh, yeah. you know, the times that he dueled with uh, uh, Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs yeah. Wait, what? I was literally just talking to I was literally just talking to talking Kate Gregory pistols? yesterday. Sorry, are we talking pistols or what? Uh, uh, almost. No, but but I I, I, I guarantee, like, I'm fairly confident that Sean Parent probably has at least one story about dueling somebody with pistols. <laughs> we'll ask him about that Very next bizarre. time he's on. Yeah. Kate, yeah. Kate, I was talking to Kate Gregory yesterday, and she was talking about how Sean's stories are so amazing. And I was like, oh, have you heard of the Steve Jobs ones? And she was like, no. And I was like, you got you to gotta check out our episode, episode 28. It's... Uh, yeah, we, we started by just rambling ourselves, and now we're just bringing on people with amazing Have stories. Have really done and, 28 uh, of these? Yeah, yep. We're definitely beating J.F. Bastion. What a... <laughs> okay, but to be fair, uh, J.F. has two small children, and uh, and his his podcast co-host has, I believe, three children, and one of them is... Uh, or two of them are a set of twins, so... I think that, that that they have a little bit more planning preparation to do to put together an episode than us, the two bachelors. I have six plants though, Bryce, and those <laughs> take a lot of. I gotta I gotta water those every once in a while, so I don't I don't know I don't know. It's not <laughs> Chandler looking up, <laughs> rolling his eyes. No, no, no. I'm looking at the uh, the the one indoor plant like container. Which is, which has a dead husk in it. <laughs> see, you don't look after your plants and they die. Um, they, apparently, yeah. no. See, see, uh, I'm of the I'm of the philosophy that I'll just pay somebody to look after my plants. Oh my gosh! I don't make that. I don't and make I don't that know, money. I don't know what that will say about me as a potential future parent, but not anything good. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so. I, all of my plants, my entire life, I killed every single one of them. So this was like a worry Uh-oh. of mine when I had children. It's like, how the hell am I going to do this thing when I can't even keep a plant alive? You know, this is this is it's worrisome. But but one of the great things about like kids is that if they're hungry, they will scream your head off. Now now if my plants were screaming, they would be alive today. So, so what I, you're saying is it's the plant's fault. Yes, they should be screaming <laughs> more. Somebody should make like a little like like a thing that you put into like the the soil, and and when it's too dry, it just blasts like some really annoying sound. I'm sure they there's someone these. with an Arduino that's 
Yeah, I'm sure someone's done that. Uh, See? Also, too, I feel like we should turn this into an infomercial uh, with Patricia. <laughs> Are you thinking about getting a plant but worried you don't have the skill set? Well, let's talk about a second option, kids. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I feel like <clears throat> there's some steps that need to be taken. Like, it's, just, it's, it's a really rapid escalation from like, I'm nervous about plants. I'm going to reproduce. <laughs> oh man, that is definitely that's definitely going to be the intro to this podcast. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so uh, we did have an actual topic, right? Yes. 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 Did we? <laughs> I I know what the topic is. I even have notes. That I, I saw I saw the Twitter the the, the Twitter DM thread yeah. and I know that I probably read it at the time but during the work week like I'm in like project manager mode so I was just like okay Chandler Patricia sounds good so I don't even know what what uh, I I don't remember at least what I'm getting myself into so, okay uh, what are we talking about okay so so the backstory here is that we're like my company we're like super tiny we're three people right uh, and so we're hiring for like the first time we're doing like public hiring uh, and I've never really done this like I've participated in like interviews where I was just like the girl that you pull into the room so it's not all dudes uh, and <laughs> But that was the extent of my experience uh, of the, doing this. And so now I had to do all of it. But, you know, there are stages to this. And, uh, and next week, I'm coming to the stage where I'm actually going to be speaking to potential people. Uh, and I have, did not have much of an idea what to do. <laughs> so, and so... And, and then I was so 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 then I asked on Twitter like how do you what do you ask people to try to figure out if you know they're nice humans and and human wise fit in like not tech part like we'll put that aside but like is this a human you want inside of your company kind of thing um and so so then Chandler wrote like this thread like I think it's like four tweets uh, and, and one, and, and then I, I said, oh, now I want to ask you these questions. <laughs> and so and then I realized what I had done. No. So, <laughs> so, 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 the, so today we are going to interview Chandler. <laughs> and by we, you, we mean you, Patricia. <laughs> no, yeah. I have, I have no notes and no questions. No, but you uh, can I'm, pitch I'm in, be... pitch in. And help me because I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so the thing is, Chandler knows what he's doing, but he's going to be answering the questions. So, should we ask Chandler? Have you? I assume you've been. Uh, you have a certain amount of interview experience, interviewer experience. But but, in, but what's interesting is I have a feeling that Chandler has not been interviewed that many times in his career. Oh you yeah. So what's your correct. interviewee versus interviewer <clears throat> experience, Chandler? Let's. Uh, all right, so let's start there, I guess. Um, so I have, I'm trying to think, I believe that I have interviewed for three jobs. No, four jobs. Wow. In my entire life. I've done four job interviews. That's um, not four successful, like that's but, just four in total? And that, that that's not four even, total. that's not even four tech job interviews. That's four No, 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 that's four tech job interviews. Okay, four tech job interviews, okay. <clears throat> But those are the only interviews I've ever done for a job, to be fair. 
<clears throat> so when I was in, in when I was graduating uh, from university, I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> to be very clear, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> I was an idiot. And uh, I had no plan uh, because I was doing uh, a startup and I thought that this startup was going to be totally awesome. Uh, uh, it wasn't. But that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> and so I didn't actually plan my, like when I graduated for, you know, a gainful employment of any form. Um, and I thought this would be kind of, you know, no big deal. I wasn't stressed about it. And so I, I just kind of, uh, uh, wandered over to the university's, uh, kind of IT department where I had been working as a student worker for the past three years. And I, I was, I was a student worker at their IT department, like on the, on a team. Like I even sat in like cubicles and coded and such. Um, and they were, they had told me they were hiring a full-time position for the job I had been doing. Um, and so I was like, this is, I'm pretty sure I just got like a, a fancy, shiny computer science degree. Um, this is like a pretty, pretty straightforward IT job. This was not like a super difficult job I was working on the, you know, university website. Um, and so <clears throat> I showed up and interviewed there as the first First job interview I'd ever really done. Um, and, and you know, I knew everyone already because I'd been working there. And so I knew every single one of my interviewers. They asked me questions that I kind of expected them to ask me. I answered them. It went like, fine. Um, and then I didn't get the job. <laughs> you interviewed for your own job and you didn't get it. Literally, I interviewed yeah. for the job I was already doing. And was rejected. You're giving um, a lot of people that listen to this podcast hope, Chandler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if this is where Chandler started out, there's hope for all of us. <laughs> so the next job I get, I, I have to admit, I, ne I didn't have to interview for. Um, so the next job I had was I delivered pizzas for Papa John's um, after I moved back home um, because I did not have gainful employment. And, and my, my very, very dear mother if she ever for some reason hears this, um, my very dear mother uh, took me back in but did insist that I, I have some form of gainful employment and the only job I could get where I grew up was delivering pizzas at Papa John's. I didn't have to interview for that one. I simply had to show up and have a car. Um, <laughs> if folks don't know how delivering pizzas for a chain like Papa John's goes, I want to be very clear. It is a nightmare. So this is how a chain pizza place works. They're required, usually by local laws and ordinances and things, to have a certain number of employees that are actually paid minimum wage um, and work in the kitchen. This is usually one or two. Uh, in in uh, my restaurant's case, it was two. Um, every other employee is typically a delivery driver. And the reason for this is that delivery drivers, by law, are tip-receiving employees. Because you are eligible to receive tips as part of your job in the U.S., they don't have to pay you minimum wage. They get to pay you like half of minimum wage. And they can still compel you to work in the kitchen anytime that you don't have deliveries. And so this is why in rural middle of nowhere where I grew up, we would have two people working in the restaurant making pizzas when we actually needed about four or six. And we would have eight people uh, delivering pizzas with scare quotes because the rest of the time they just worked in the kitchen. And so this is, this is how I got a job working in the kitchen for about, uh, six, six, eight dollars an hour. Um, 
Uh, and then every now and then, like the highlight of your night was that you'd get a, you'd, you'd finally come up on the rotation to actually deliver some pizzas. Um, but you had to drive your own car that they did not compensate you for. And you had to put an enormous Papa John's lit sign on top of it with magnets that scratch the paint. And it's huge, so it hurts your mileage. And so your gasoline is actually even more expensive. We didn't have fancy electric cars in, in the middle of nowhere. And it's the middle of nowhere. And right, so I have to drive a long way to deliver these pizzas. It usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes of driving to get from the, the restaurant to uh, the first house. You can take maybe two orders, maybe three orders on a really good night. You can get three orders in a single delivery run to collect tips from. And you'll get tipped like a dollar because they bought $10 of pizza. And and very helpfully, Papa John's, the company, not not the, and remember, like the way restaurants in the U.S. work, you have a company called Papa John's. They do not operate restaurants. What they do is they allow people to pay them to use the Papa John's brand and ingredients and recipes in the restaurant that they run privately. It's a franchising operation. It's This is so broken and, and dystopic. This is normal in the U.S., right? This is actually how, this is, this is capitalism at its finest, okay? <laughs> and so, so, anyways, long, uh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll so, stop reading. So you, okay, you, you, you failed your interview for your university. You didn't interview yeah. for your pizza. No, I didn't have to interview for that. No. So, so, how did you, like, there's like a dot, 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 and now I'm huge in Google. I, 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 well, so, <laughs> I actually have to finish a little bit of the story. So I'm driving, I'm delivering pizzas. This is like, you know, a nightmare that I'm living in. Uh, at some point, I go down to visit my, uh, 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 you know, future partner. Uh, 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 and we are still together, right? And so I visit her. She was, uh, she was, she went to the same university. She was a year behind me. And she was uh, doing a summer program there. Um, and so after I graduated, I went down to visit uh, during the summer. And... You know, I was I was there for for um, one night. Uh, you know, basically squatting in the the the, the dormitories of the university because it's not like I could afford a hotel at the time. Um, and then I, I had to go back and go back to work because and it's it's a it's a you know two and a half hour drive. Um, and so I start driving out at the university. Uh, there's like a hill right out of the university. I'm driving a car out of the university, and like it makes this really weird noise. Oh no. And then it starts to roll backwards oh, down no. the road. <laughs> so now, so now like, Chandler will lose his job as the pizza driver because he no longer has a car. And I literally, like, so the car broke. <laughs> uh, it was going to cost about uh, $1,500 to fix my car. I'm in, I'm at this university. I don't have a place to live. Um, oh my god! And I lost, and, I, and I'm losing my, my pizza delivery job because I can't fit, pay to fix my oh. car either. Um and so we roll, I roll my car um, into one of the parking lots in the university, because I can't drive it anywhere, and walk back to the dormitory and, and begin to squat for real. And so I actually, like, uh, um, also, if by some miracle uh, uh, my partner's roommate ever hears this, uh, you, you, are, you are a saint to put up with me <laughs> squatting in your... Uh, she didn't have her own room in the dormitory either, oh, no. right? Wow. Um, and so this I squatted is, there for gold. about... This is gold, man. I squatted there for about a month. And at one point, I was 
you know, uh, uh, basically the only way we could buy food was I had, I had a credit card. Um, um, it wasn't even my credit card because oh, I couldn't get a good credit card. It was my, my mother's oh, credit card. That, this is um, such a horrible but I was I was walking and I was kind of okay. Come on, unsurprisingly bored. You 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 because I did you not are have a job. Homeless. You are jobless yes. and you are spending yes. your mother's borrowed money. Yes, <laughs> and she didn't have money either. Like she had no hope of paying off this credit card. Oh right, God. like this was there was not like a, a solution available. <laughs> but I was walking around because I was bored and and I knew everyone in the computer science department. I just graduated from there. I was walking around and I ran into one of my former professors. Um, uh, Dr. David John, and, and if he ever hears this, like, he, he literally saved my life. Um, so I just ran into him, and uh, uh, he asked how I was doing. And you know, you know that p- point in time when you're, like, you're, at, you're really at a low point, and, and you just run into someone that you met when, like, things were fine, and they ask you, how are things going? There's that, like, you have that awkward pause, of, like, what do I say? How can I, like, I know, I don't want to lie to you, but like, do you want the answer to that question? (laughs) So I, I, I answered him. uh, I tried to kind of, you know, brush it off, but still be honest. Like, well, you know, things aren't, aren't going so well. You know, I'm, I'm actually stuck here because, you know, I don't, I, I, I couldn't get that. I couldn't get a job. Um, and, and he, he blinked several times and he was like, did you consider going to graduate school? And I was like, well, why would I go to graduate school? I need a job. Like I, I like that's not. And, and he like blinked and paused and gave me like, and again, like, like he, he saved my life. So I, I say this with, with all the love in the world, right? That he blinked and kind of said like to, and, and again, I was an idiot. It's like, you understand that they will pay you <laughs> to go to graduate school. <laughs> And my brain exploded. <laughs> like, this just changed my world. And so that's when I applied to go to graduate school. Um, and I, I got into graduate school um, at the end of the summer. Um, started grad school. Um, had no intention of graduating, though, because I was an idiot. And so I was like, oh, no, this will be fine, because now I can keep working on this startup. Like, and, you know, th- this time, having two years of graduate school TA paychecks to do this startup this will this will let us let it really take off. It didn't. Um, <laughs> so so then I worked at the startup for two years uh, uh, while I was in graduate school. Um, and in my last semester uh, before I was supposed to to graduate, uh, uh, our startup got the big break, and this was actually our biggest break. There was a, a venture capital event, uh, a venture capital firm in uh, 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 Mountain View, California. Um, that was working with a group of angel investors. Now, I don't know if everyone knows what angel investors are, but uh, for startups, right, you have you have different phases of investment. And venture capital is like really big money, and so it comes later in the, in the thing. But when you have an idea, you're just trying to get kind of what they call seed money to start your startup. You often get angel investors, and these tend to be, instead of a big venture capital firm, angel investors tend to be uh, individuals, uh, basically uh, wealthy individuals, and what's and of that course, guy from Silicon Valley with the Three Comma Club? What's his name? He's he's an angel investor. I mean, uh, and, and and let's let's be honest. We are talking about tech money, so so they're they're rich white dudes, right? Um, <laughs> by and large, by and large, yes. Um, and and that he is white and you're, rich. You're thinking in, of Russ Hanneman, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I'll find I'll find a Russ Hanneman clip and I'll cut it in because uh, he's a he's a character on the show for sure. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> Russ Hanneman, true pleasure to meet you. All of a sudden, I'm 22 years young, and I'm worth 1.2 B. Now, a couple decades later, I'm worth 1.4. Don't do what you should do. Do what you want. So, I promise, this is actually the story of my next job interview. It's just, it's, there's some buildup here, okay? You have to understand, this is getting cut into two podcasts. <laughs> what I'm calling this first one, oh boy, do I have some, <laughs> I, do I have some latitude on to, like... Sure. Chandler, Chandler, and Papa John's. They're oh like the Papa John like Chandler story. Chandler hits rock bottom. Like... <laughs> sure, true. This was this was this was pretty bad. So, like, we got so so me and and the, the person I was trying to do this this startup with, we we got we got this call from this firm, and basically, they, the the venture capital firm was working with a group of angel investors to put together kind of a, a roadshow of early stage video game startup companies uh basically uh, uh like a like a like an industry fair you know like if you go to a conference you go to like go to the like the the, the like fair area like mm-hmm. the expo area you go to all the different booths exactly like that except inverted each of the booths was actually people trying to start up a company oh. and the attendees were the angel investors they're basically shopping for companies um so so it, so was is, this startup game related in theory, yes. We were going to build uh, a cross-platform video game middleware so that instead of people taking their Windows game and porting it to Mac and, and other platforms using things like, uh, 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 what was it, transgaming, uh, uh, basically wine, but commercialized, uh, to run your, your video game on Mac and on Linux, um, Instead, what we would do is we'd give you uh, a C++ toolkit of middleware, um, and and this would allow you to write your game in this like totally cross-platform way, and you just use like build scripts, you'd build for all the platforms. It was going to be great. Um, by the way, I, I, did I mention that I was an idiot? I had never worked <laughs> in the games industry. I had never done any professional software development. I had been rejected from the only job I had ever interviewed at, but somehow I was going to like displace the like dominant players in the video game uh, uh, middleware industry. Um, but you know that that's the hubris of youth. Um, so, angel investors. So, so they they that yeah, they thing. apparently yeah. were they were apparently like getting this ready, and the people running the event looked at the lineup of companies and they said like this is boring um all of these companies are either like unsurprising or terrible um <laughs> please get something more interesting or this event's going to be boring and so they were looking around for like weirder farther out uh options and they found you know us in you know north carolina um like doing a video game startup and so they called us and and we're like would you like to come in and pitch at our at our investor thing, we're like, well, yes, of course we would. Out come the credit cards, um, right? We uh, bought plane tickets, flew out, rented a car, figured out where Mountain View, California is, uh, drove up to uh, uh, 
uh, this like building at the time. I didn't know, like, I knew nothing about anything, right? I was just complete naivety. Uh, this was KPMG's uh, offices in, in Mountain View. It's like one of the most famous venture capital firms in the world. Didn't know who they were. We drive in. Um, there was apparently some miscommunication. And they were just going to let us set up a booth, but we thought we were going to get to pitch. Oh. And, they, and only five companies were going to actually get up and pitch and like do their do their spiel for the angels. And then they, they were gonna, most companies were just going to have booths. But we were going to get to actually do, uh, but we thought we were going to do a pitch. And we pulled up the email where they said that we were going to get to do a pitch on on and like like on a laptop and showed it to them. There weren't cell phones like this was before the iPhone. Um, and show them this 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 thing, and they're like, "Well, okay, I guess I guess we'll do a sixth presentation." Um, amazing thing was uh, the only really amazing part of this whole startup thing was that uh, I got trained. The, the the university I went to had a very bad computer science program. Sorry, folks, um, but it had a very good business program, like a really good business program. And so they had trained us how to actually pitch really well. So we, we didn't know what we were doing, and we had a terrible idea, but we could present it really well. Um, <laughs> and so we actually went last because they squeezed us into the presentation lineup and just stomped on all of the other presentations, just blew the whole thing out of the water. With a terrible uh, idea. Fantastic. It was a terrible idea. Okay. Um, so they asked us to actually come back uh, uh, the next day to a group of investors that were thinking about investing in our company. We were super excited. So we like told, we like canceled flights, booked new flights, extended our hotel stay, out came the student credit cards again. Uh, and, and so we showed up and then we drove to this like Menlo Park palace of a house. It's like a, like it's a house that has its own like business suite extension to it. <laughs> And in the business suite, it's not like a, just an office. It's like a, it's like two or three offices with a conference room. You have conference rooms in your house, but apparently, if you Some host do. angel investor meetups, you do. So it's a thing you do. And so we set up and got ready to present. We're just waiting. There are like six. There's six investors there, and, and we're like trying to decide if, if do we do we do we get to uh, do we get do we do we start? And like no 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 wait 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 we have to wait wait for half an hour for this other investor to show up. And finally, like, he rolls in with an earbud. Because back then, the way you could talk on your phone uh, in, in public was you had one little earbud in. Bluetooth light blinking. Right? It was, it was very, it was very 2000s. Um, he rolls in, listens to his pitch, looks just straight in the eyes and says, I'm going to try and help you out. You will never get this off the ground. <laughs> and And he went on to say, like, like, You've never worked in the video game industry. You don't know what you're talking about. The opportunity you've identified is actually real. This would be a fantastic business proposition. But, like, I can't invest in you. Right? You, you, you're just not going to be able to succeed at this idea, even though, like, the background of the idea makes a lot of sense. And so we went back to, I went back to North Carolina. And I had about three months left in my uh, master's program. I had not started writing a master's thesis because I had never planned to graduate. I had planned on doing a startup. I had not talked to a single potential employer. Um, oh. And we and I just found out that it was going to be impossible to get this startup off the ground. Best thing that could have happened, though. Best thing that could have happened. Uh, because the, the, the person was right. He was completely right. Um, 
So I went back and started writing my master's thesis. Um, I basically wrote nonstop for about two months. Um, wrote one of the worst master's theses theses you'll I ever have read. been for years trying to get my hands on this thing. <laughs> no, I think I found it a few years ago and I sent it to you and you told me like never share it with anybody. You're right, I did. <laughs> um, It'll be in the show notes, yes, folks. Yes, in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. gosh. No, please. Um, what was it? What was the and, name and of the thesis? <laughs> I, I literally do not remember. What was it I've, on? I've, it was on programming language design, obviously. Oh, well, it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I had brand new, groundbreaking ideas that had never been thought of before. Remember, this was like in, in 2003, you know, 2004. Never been thought of before of what if we represent programs in a structured data format rather than in text? This will be groundbreaking. For the record, I have since learned that like there was research about this dating back to the late 60s. Anyways. Uh, I'm not defending my... my I actually did defend my thesis. Um, that's another story. That's a whole different story. Um, Sounds like you're going to... We're going to... This is going to become a recurring group here. Uh, this is... Uh... I, can talk, I can stop story time anytime you all want. But the key thing is interviewing. Yes. You managed to graduate and you got your degree. Yes. Uh, well, ish. <laughs> but yes. So, so okay. So, so in the last few weeks, I had my thesis finished and I was trying to defend it. But I, I then realized that I still did not have a job. And I did not want to repeat. I did not want to go back to Papa John's. Um, and so I applied for a job at Apple because uh, in between, like, you know, my, my video game startup company, Terrible Ideas, I'd played with the open source LVM project and even managed to get an internship out of it. Um, I didn't ever interview for that. I just, like, kind of got an internship out of it and did, like, a Google Summer of Code for it. Um, and they posted to the LVM mailing list that there was a job opportunity at Apple working on uh, working with LVM. That's why I applied for this. Uh, uh, I didn't meet any of the qualifications, and, and so I applied for it anyways. As 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 you as you as you teach people, uh, Patricia, right? This is this is the correct thing to do. Yeah. And never 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 pay attention. Well, don't let the listed qualifications in a job keep you from applying for it. But the there's so many there's so many anecdotes where like you know there's some technology that's two years old and they've got some posting saying looking for five years of, re yeah. of requirement and then the person that wrote the open source library is like uh i wrote this and i've only got two so uh you might want to revisit <laughs> might have to might have to adjust yeah no, no, so, that was the thing when we posted our ad that i didn't want to put in anything so 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 the 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 whole theory of the ad part of it was uh, to not require anything we weren't prepared to train for. So, so I, 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 we are not prepared to, to train you to become a programmer. So if you cannot program, then we cannot have you because I can't teach you to program. But if, but this is like, so, so the position is basically a programmer with an interest in security in some way. And, and then I was like, you don't need any experience in security that we, we, we can train you for. But you have to be a programmer, so you have to know mm. how to code. <laughs> so, and outside of that, we don't care about programming language, whatever. Just come and you know that that's you, we'll we'll see we'll evaluate whatever we get. So the idea here was to keep the list as short as possible to encourage more people that are more hesitant than Chandler uh, to to apply. <laughs> I, I, to to be fair, this was not like 
confidence or boldness. This was desperation, sheer desperation. This was yes, this was fear of Papa John, basically. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so the week before I defended my my thesis, um, the the interview got scheduled, and so the the unfortunately, so so I remember I was like. I kind of started halfway through a semester, and so this was actually coming up on on December, and, and so this was coming up on uh, uh, you know winter holiday season in the U.S. And uh, they the the job the recruiter at Apple was very clear that it was it was essential that I interview before everyone left for the holidays because uh, uh, there he thought that the kind of budget for hiring might be going away and there might be pressure to hire before. So I needed to get to California, interview at Apple, and they were going to make a decision, hire or not, um, uh, before people left for the holidays. And so I I was going to... So, so the, the, the scary thing for me is, you know, this is the week before I defend my, my master's thesis, which is really bad, and I know <laughs> that it's really bad. Um, and... They need me to interview that week. So I'm going to defend my master's thesis on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. And they need me to interview on Wednesday so that they can make a decision by the end of that week. Because that's the last reliable work week uh, before people start going off to holiday. This is also why I was defending my, my thesis that week. It was the same reason, right? And so the week before this, I'm, I'm on the LLVM IRC channel and I mentioned that I'm going to be in California because, like, Apple is, is interviewing me and they're flying me out to California on Tuesday um, to, to, to interview. And I get a private message from someone else in the Elohim community who works at Google. Um, and he's like, did you submit a resume to Google? And I was like, no, why would I submit a resume to Google? I don't think that Apple's going to hire me. Why would I, like, try and get I, hired at Google? And Google isn't even using LLVM. Why, what? How I is feel like you relevant? keep falling into massive opportunities. Like, like you just, like, walk, and there's, like, a hole, and you're like, poof, I'm, I'm, I'm a paid graduate student. Yeah. Poof, I'm at Google. It's like, what is this? I really don't know how this happened. Like, and so I say, like, whatever and so i sent him my resume i didn't think anything of it continued to get ready to defend my my thesis okay so monday i defend my thesis there's a whole story about how i actually got through that um anyways but i defend my thesis monday afternoon like 1 1 p.m right by 3 p.m i'm like sitting around waiting to hear back from the committee about how many edits they're going to want uh the committee comes back and they want no edits Translation, they did not read the thesis. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they, they want me gone. Um, and, and I understand that, frankly. <laughs> I was not a good student. Um, and then around uh, 6 p.m., I get a phone call. And the phone call is from the recruiter at Google. And I was like, uh, Hi. Oh, and I, I've messed up the previous story. So I was supposed to interview on Thursday at Apple, not, not on Wednesday. Thursday. And then they're going to make a decision on Friday. Uh, so I'm on the phone at 6 p.m. on Monday with the Google recruiter. And they're like, no, no, we, we want to interview you too. I was like, I mean, okay, but Apple is interviewing me on Thursday of this week. And they are saying that they will have a decision on Friday. And I can't say no. If it's the only job I have, I will have to say yes. Like, there's no question. Um. The alternative and is Papa John. So. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and so the Google recruiter says, like, no, we can make this work. I've booked. 
so we'll just take over the first half of your flight. I have a flight booked for tomorrow to California. We'll interview on Wednesday. You can then, like, switch hotels and then interview at Apple on Thursday. And then we can both get back to you on Friday. And I'm like, you can do that? Again, I was an idiot. I knew nothing. <laughs> I had no idea how rare this was, even at Google at the time. Um, but, of course, I said yes, because Papa John's, right? And so... <laughs> Uh, I still have to do a bunch of work for my thesis, so so you have to like print out your thesis on very special paper in a very special format, and like put them in special folders, and you have to have a certain number of copies, and you have to have your your graduate school committee sign like all of them, and then you have to submit them to the graduate school by a certain time in order to actually get your 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 degree. And so I spend basically every waking hour from that moment um, either putting things into a suitcase. That was easy; I didn't have much. <laughs> or uh, printing my thesis, I take the thesis to the graduate school, walk out the door to like my friend's car that's waiting at the curb to drive me to the airport so I can make it to my flight. Make it to my flight, and then I get the, the two other job interviews that I've, I've ever really had. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and stay tuned for next week's episode where we find out what happened at Chandler's Apple and Google interviews. Have a great day.